off in a day. Sitting there thinking about better day. And then you came around with your blue eyes. And now you're clearing up all my gray skies. See me doing my little dance. You gave this man a second chance. I hope your love will never stop. I'm gonna keep on doing that monster hop. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talk Story Podcast. This is episode four, and it's President's Day, February 21st, 2011. I'm Scott. I'm Ken. Welcome back, guys. So, uh, apparently, we've got like a growing listenership, so thank you for tuning in. We do? Uh, People are listening? Apparently so. I think you were saying something about that a little bit earlier that, you know, we. Oh, I was saying? Yeah, yeah. um, Well, I, you know, I know a couple of, well, Probably we probably we probably know all of our listeners as of yet. We're now on iTunes, so hopefully we start getting yeah, an we're audience on iTunes. Of, audience Huge. of strangers. That yeah, that's pretty cool, man. So that's a that's a that's a significant milestone. I'm that's an accomplishment. I'm pretty stoked about. You know, we made it onto iTunes. That just means we don't suck so bad that we met somebody's standards. I don't think that's entirely true because when you think about it, it doesn't really take anything to get on iTunes. You basically just have to set up the format, and that's you know mm. that that's like a yeah. I, I think you're right. It's more an exercise in knowing how to supply an RSS feed to our to iTunes. That's than true. It is but more so about the quality of your content, isn't it? I don't know though. You know, I know a guy that got rejected from Match.com once. So you know, if iTunes throws Ouch. us out, it wouldn't be you know really like entirely. Well, I guess I would okay. point it to something similar to being told that there is absolutely no one in the world that will be interested in you based on your special preferences and whatever categories of interests. But hey, you never know. So we do have listeners. Somebody out there is listening. That's kind of interesting. So I don't know how I feel about that. You know, just people listening to our random musings. But... I'm pretty stoked. You know, yeah. I mean, we don't talk about very important things. We just talk. We're just kind of like blabbing on about our lives and everything. But you never know. Uh, someday this may amount to something, and then we'll look back on this and we'll laugh heartily from the belly because it'll be funny. I guess so. It'd be maybe like the the early days of John Stewart or something like that. You know, who's uh, John Stewart's getting? He's getting pretty influential these days. I'm proud. John Stewart is a comedian. <laughs> well, you, you know, know when you know what pisses me off is when people watch the fucking Daily Show, and they're like, "Oh, I'm watching the news." No, you're watching a comedy show. I guess so, but it's kind of like a proud the the proud tradition of like you know Dennis Miller and stuff like that. So I mm-hmm. think it's kind of a good way to introduce people to worldly events, and I guess. I think it's I think it's much more engaging and interesting to listen to than say Glenn Beck. Sure. Know? Well, you know, Glenn, you know how I feel about Glenn Beck. So, what's what's going on over there in Hawaii? Anything anything interesting going on in your life? Hmm. There isn't much going on back home right now. It's just the same old shit, a lot of vog going on. I've been reading about um, people going to the hospital or visiting the doctors because of volcanic ash in the air known as VOG. I don't suppose you have many cases of VOG over there, do you? Not really. Actually, they do give a daily advisory for air conditions over here, which is, 
I mm. I think maybe I don't know if that's maybe something that we're missing out on in Hawaii. You know, I mean, it'd be nice if you woke up in the morning and you turn on your TV and it says "Bog, motherfuckers." You know, or something. Right, you know, exactly. Like, like, stay indoors. You know. yeah. Don't breathe that shit. Yeah. Because, you know, it's literally like ash and, I don't know, all kinds of sulfites and bad stuff that you're breathing in that are coming out from the volcano. And when we think of VOG, I don't, I don't know, I don't really consider it or think of it as like air pollution, but it is, right? People get asthma attacks and shit. It's like dead serious. I guess so. I guess so. But I guess that's what it... One of the risks of living near a volcano and one of the prices of living on, you know, tropical mm-hmm. tropical set of islands out in the middle mm-hmm. of the Pacific. You well, know, it sure pretty... does make for some nice sunsets and sunrises. What, the bog? Yeah, absolutely. It's the price we pay. You think you know, so? Fuck it. If I got it, absolutely, yes, because the more particulate matter there is in the air, then the better the sunrises and sunsets. Oh, yeah, uh, you get, like, the the beams coming out of the sun and all that kind of crap. Yeah, you know, it's just absorbing yeah. more light, you know. Yeah, yeah. But enough with science hour. Let's talk about science current hour. events. What's going on around the world, dude? What's, What's happening? Well, I had an interesting conversation with a couple of scientists that are working on this whole exoplanet thing. Uh, for when, you, when you talk about scientists, do you guys hang around in, like, white lab coats with glasses on and... You know, pen protectors, chest protectors and shit. Pocket protectors, thank you. Well, I you know, I don't know, maybe they might be, but I'm not. I'm sitting there at my desk basically just trying to keep up with this thing. So what, what it was So how do you is... know that they're real scientists then? You know, because a real scientist would be wearing a white lab coat and a pocket protector. Well, maybe they were, but they're sitting on a computer thousands and thousands of miles away from me. So I have no, I have no clue, man. But... Basically, they're they're talking about these planets that the Kepler telescope is finding out beyond our own solar system. So mm-hmm. Kepler's identified something like fifty six planets, something several dozen planets right. that basically could be uh, harboring life or at least creating conditions that are conducive for life. Right, so they reside like a, within the Goldilocks zone, not too cold, not too hot, and they could possibly support life based on our parameters. Yeah, in order. Just listen to the conversation about that. People are asking a lot of questions about what kind of life it might support. And, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about the fact that we found arsenic-based life forms here on Earth. You know, and you know, we talk about right. uh, air pollution and environmental constraints and stuff. Uh, man, people, like, organisms have figured out how to live in some pretty freaking nasty places here on right. earth inhospitable so, environments yeah, like, like the, those vents down way underwater like those crazy worms and live on like i don't even know how they exist what do they eat i don't know plankton what the fuck no nobody really knows nobody really knows. Yeah. I, I, in, in a way though i feel that that's kind of how things have been for me here trying to adapt to what should be inhospitable weather for someone that's mm-hmm. born and raised on a tropical island you know weather here has actually turned kind of bipolar lately so for the majority of it's getting warmer and colder can't make up its mind yeah it's kind of weird so last week the temperatures were almost i want to say almost to hawaii uh warmth so during the day you know it hit like the low 70s for example you know you go outside yeah yeah and you know it's it's just kind of it's so weird you know you see people out on the street and so there'll be a dude will jog by in shorts and then someone walks by in a winter coat. And then another guy will jog by in shorts. And then someone else will walk by in, you know, uh-huh. a winter coat again with a scarf and a beanie on, you know, but without 
without the winter gloves, of course, I guess. You know, it's getting a little... Right, it runs the gamut. Side. You never know yeah. right, who's too cool. Or it's kind of in between. Yeah, but by, the, by the same token, yesterday it was hailing. You know, and it was... Oh, in, shit. Like, it See, was in hail, the 60s. Yeah. hail is a... You know, if there's any kind of, like, form of rain that sucks, hail is it. You know, water ain't too bad when it's just rain, it's just water. You get wet. The snow is kind of cool because you can ski or snowboard. But hail is just fucking ice dropping on you. Literally hard pieces of ice raining down on you and, and, and causing damage. If it gets big, it can fuck shit up. Like, you know, people's car windshields being smashed in and all kinds of, you know, damage done to people's homes and stuff because of hail. It's crazy. Absolutely true. That. Absolutely true. But, you know, the the hardest thing for me to get used to really, I don't mind the temperature so much, but we've got this thing over here that doesn't really apply in Hawaii and it's called wind chill. And so... There, there are two temperatures. When you look at the, the outside temperature, there will be the actual ambient air temperature, and then there will be wind chill. And then there's a little section on the weather whoa, report whoa. that says feels like so many degrees. Whoa. You know, definitely whoa, any whoa, time. Whoa. Okay, okay. Back it up here. Back okay, it up okay, here. Okay, okay, okay. When I'm at home here in Hawaii, I look at my fucking thermometer, and it tells me the exact temperature. And I know that it's 78 degrees right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Why do I need to know three different temperatures? Explain that to me. Well, I guess because it'll tell you what it's supposed to feel like. I got this new app um, for my, my phone. It's called Weatherbug. And so Weatherbug mm-hmm. actually gives me a lot more information than I thought I needed. You know, coming from Hawaii, you really don't mm-hmm. need all that much yeah, information. Right. And so... Yeah, but it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like this thing is giving me, you know, all sorts of stuff. So right now it's 34 degrees, but with the wind chill, because the wind is blowing at gusting from the northeast. Well, northeast winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, with gusts up to 25 and a hundred. Wow. Yeah. So this is a lot of information. So there's a, a chance of precipitation near 100 percent tonight. So basically, we're going to okay. be getting. It's it's about it's pretty cold, you know, and the low is going to be 28 degrees tonight. So it says here that we're going to have sleet or snow and rain this evening. and snow after midnight. Looking for, and I guess they're expecting an accumulation of about three to five inches, which is actually kind of a lot. So that's that's all Greek to me. So what's the fucking temperature? Well, in Hawaii terms, it's 34 degrees, but you go outside, it feels okay. a lot colder than that. And so okay. they give you the wait, extra, wait, 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 wait. extra so temperature. So let's just, why don't we just call it quits? It's 34 degrees <laughs> and windy as fuck. Yeah. You don't need to know what it feels like. This is the actual temperature. Why is that not good enough for people? Why we got to know wind chill and well, do I, all this math? I think really it comes, the, it comes down to the fact that there are so many different types of clothing over here. And so... Basically, you need to know what to wear when you go outside, and so... So it comes down to clothing. Like, you know, if it's cold, but not too windy, maybe you can just get away with a parka or some jacket. But you know, if it's windy and cold, then you better bundle up, is what you're saying. Is that what what it comes down to? Something like that. People over here have, you know, there are different types of wardrobes, so there's... Like the winter wardrobe and then the spring wardrobe, and we're in that weird period right in between where your winter coat might be a mm-hmm. little bit too thick, but your spring coat might be a little bit too thin, and so you have to right. layer. 
And I bought a winter coat when I got up here because it was, you know, it's like 20 degrees, 20 degrees mm-hmm, when I got up mm-hmm. here. So we had one really good snow day. Hopefully we have another good snow day this evening, maybe maybe tomorrow. And you like the snow, don't you? You like it cold. I do. I do. It's it's like it's a lot like air conditioning, but natural, and so you get the feeling of nice fresh air rather than the recycled air that we get with air conditioning. And I guess I think I'd rather be hot than cold. You know, I, I'd rather. Yeah, I think I'd rather be hot than cold. Well, but that's the thing, though, is that you get to wear all kinds of different types of clothing that you know we never mm-hmm. get to wear at home, and when it's mm-hmm. too hot, you know, you can only strip down your skin. <laughs> Once you're down, once you're down to nothing, your birthday suit. That's all you I mean, got. that's that's pretty much it. Like you know, you gotta sit right. in, in then water the party to cool starts. off. Yeah, yeah, you know. But up here, then, it's yeah. nice because when it gets cold, you can just put a little bit more on. That's true. That's true, and it's kind of fun to like dress up, and you know, you get to wear all the all the different layers and coats and whatnot. Yeah. So that. That brings me to uh, the latest excursion I had. So because Ooh, it's okay. been getting yeah, it's been getting a little warmer lately, and I I I mean there's there's no there's no stopping spring from coming, and whether it comes mm-hmm. sooner or later, eventually spring's gonna come. And so my jacket has been a little bit thick, so I went out looking for a spring coat. So okay. I live I live kind of near a shopping district, so I took a bus to have lunch with my friend we went shopping and so she suggested kind of spring coat yeah okay yeah so she suggested that we go into urban outfitters and basically this place is like i don't know they shouldn't call themselves urban outfitters i think of it more as in a more appropriate name might be clothing for douchebags oh why 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 is it not urban well outfitted i think i guess the theme of the store basically is this thing where it's kind of like a, a quote-unquote Western-themed place, but for, you know, mm-hmm. more urban, metrosexual people. So basically, you know, if, if you shop here, you're going to get, you know, the pastel-colored cowboy-style shirts, but they're super uh. tight-fitting, and, you know, they sell the pirate shirts and and stuff like that. But, you know, at the for same time... For urban cowboys, the yeah, urban yeah, rugged types. You know, but, you know, they've got, like, the, the GI-style hats and... And golf caps and things like that. So I, right. you know, I'm looking at this place and there's dudes in there that are just trying on shirts and looking in the mirror and everybody's got well manicured beards and waxed eyebrows and um, you know it's it's just kind of like, you know I can understand if they were gay but most of these guys uh, are are decidedly not. And wow, I don't have I don't have anything against gay people but they tend to be much more well dressed than the people that were in this store. And so mm-hmm. you know I I tend to not look down on them as opposed to people that intentionally try to look messy i think that you know if you if you've got a beard and you want to trim it you should just shave it that's the thing though but yeah i don't know some people you know if you can make it work then that's one thing have that like effortless rugged look you know but it actually takes a lot of work doesn't it i'm not i'm not brave enough to really sport that kind of clothing i wouldn't say that my style is very urban nor country but uh, I can appreciate the amount of effort that these guys put into it. You know, even if they're not gay, you know, even if they're just metro, even metro guys put a lot of effort into their appearance. So I guess, I that's, that's, that. that's the term that I hear bantied about around here is that everybody's metro and that, you know, I guess the androgyny of it makes people less threatening or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know why that is at all appealing. You know, I'm, I'm not into 
I'm not feeling into because the... you look good. You know, ain't nothing wrong with dressing sharp and looking nice. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, but the thing is that most straight guys are slobs and do not dress that well. Well, I think if you're gonna go for the rugged look, then it should be authentic and not staged. Manufactured, oh, right? Yeah, it's like pre-distressed so jeans. Like, like, hey, dumbass, you're paying two hundred dollars for somebody else to rip your fucking jeans for you. Here, why don't you just go out to the store, buy fucking Levi's, come over here to my house. I got a pair of scissors. He can pay me fifty bucks, and I'll do it for you. I you know, agree. Boom, designer agree. jeans. What's up? Designed by Ken and his scissors. Straight <laughs> up. I agree. Done. But what I, it's one of the coolest things. You know, I like walking around town because I like looking at everybody's clothing. You know, as as much as I would not personally wear a lot of the things that they sell at some of these stores, I enjoy watching, looking at what other people are adventurous enough to wear. So, uh, I was standing outside of my work, you mm-hmm. know, smoking a cigarette the other day, and this dude walked by, and it's this uh, it's this black dude, and so he you know, he had his his mm-hmm. hair braided, and he had like one of the the gangster bandanas on, tied like a sweatband, mm-hmm. but. Then you look, and he looked like something out of, like, a Blade movie, dude. So he had, like... Cool. Yeah, it was great. So he had, like, a black shirt with, like, a belt over the shirt, not tucked in, with black cargo pants, you know, that were, like, tucked into his combat boots, which were, mm-hmm. you know, like, all fucked up. And then his... He had some sort of a... It was kind of like... I want to say, like, a jerkin or something like that. It was, like, okay. red, you know, like, red red cloth... Um, and a trench coat over that. So I, you know, I looked at this guy and I kind of wanted to ask him to stop. Like, yo, it's fucking Blake. Like, What's yeah, up, dude? Seriously, dude, would be like, are you, the, are you the daywalker or something like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Be like, just, Motherfucker, be looking like, like Wesley Snipes and shit. Really, but I, you know, as strange as it was, it was just like a super. It was a super cool outfit. I thought the dude looked pretty cool. Like I would totally hang out with somebody that were actually cool enough to pull that look off. You, know, and then, you could be like the paltry sidekick, you know, like the the geeky nerd type that well, he's gonna, keeps the perimeter safe and yeah. you know looks out for uh, evil vampires coming in. And he'd be like, "Blade, watch out!" And he'd be like, "Motherfucker, my name is Johnson." <laughs> Not gonna, Blade, damn it! I just dress like him. I just like to look good. Tattoo his little glyph on the side of you know behind my ear. So oh, I forgot about that. Like, what what yeah. clan I'm from or something? You know. Yeah, right, that... and then you could just play really loud, like, techno music, like, pump panel or confusion, and then just dance it around, and then, like, sprinklers come down, as blood, and then just fucking, holy shit, dude is a vampire, I gotta get out of here, and then you gotta, you can just bail, and just run, and that'd be a hell of a story. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, in that case, I just take this guy, we go hang out at the Asian club, you know, and we, uh, listen to, uh, the kind of music that they spin over there, because that's exactly the kind of music that they spin. But what kind of music do they spin in Asian clubs? What are Asian, Asian clubs? clubs? It was so I well, went. Do we to, have Asian clubs here in Hawaii? Are they or are they all Asian? I don't know. We do. We I, I think we, we actually do have Asian quote unquote Asian clubs. What makes always, what makes a club think, Asian? The fact that there's all Asian people in it. Is it the 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 patronage that makes it Asian, or is it like the you know they're they're Asian? It's run by Asian people. Is that what makes an Asian I, club? I think, I think, both? A little, I think a little bit of both. You know, going Do to Asian ones, people attract Asian customers? I guess so. You know, it's down, in Hawaii at least, it's down. You look at the cocktail waitresses and you can tell, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, if, if they're little Asian local girls and there's only little Asian local girls, then that's probably the Asian club. 
you know, as opposed to right. if you've got different types of people. Well, you know how it goes. So, I mean, you've been... Well, no, I don't. I'm not very familiar because, you know, when you talk about Asian clubs, are you talking about just like dance clubs or are they, what are they called, uh, buy me, drink me bars? What What's a buy me, drink me bar? Is that where you just basically buy a drink and the girl just sits there talking to you? I don't know. I've never I been to so. one. Yeah, I don't like think I have. Maybe I have been, and I didn't know. Maybe like you have bottle been. service. Have you? Have yeah, you... And, and then some girl comes up and just be like, "Hey, do you want to? Do you want to buy me a drink?" I'll be like, I'm "Fucking my huh. cabbage patch up. Watch out!" And I don't know. Maybe I just turned down the opportunity to buy her a drink or something. I don't know. Is that is that an Asian thing? Are there Caucasian buy me drink me bars? I don't well, know. I don't know. Well, DC's got, interestingly enough, a friend of mine sent me a link. And so here in DC, apparently we've got um, a flowering sex trade. Oh. So, yeah, you could, you know, on. buy a slave. And so there's, you know, like Are a you lot selling of... yourself, Scott? No. Is there no, something I'm you need to tell us? Myself. Yeah, definitely. Not yet. You're not there yet. Well, I, I can barely afford my rent. So, you know, on a day, yeah. that, on a day that I stop stressing about that, then you'll know that something's up. You know, but Isn't at that, that the point, plot line to Pretty Woman? You know, then she has some kind of issue, like paying her rent or something. She's like, hey, you out there looking for your Richard Gear? Is that what it is? No, definitely not. Okay, sorry, go on. But they, I may be the Richard Gear to someone, and that's the point of this, oh, this human you're trafficking. the John. I guess, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not rich, but you know, these people, I guess they come here. I don't know if they're sold into slavery or what, but I, I got... My friend sent me a link to... Mm-hmm. It, it's like the, the girl in this link was like a... Russians, and so you can buy like an Eastern European or something. I don't really, I don't really know how that works. You know, it's something that you. I think most of them are trafficked. You know, there. Unfortunately, there there probably is a thriving, you know, human trafficking ring, and that goes hand in hand with prostitution because usually it's like these girls from wherever they come from, and they're just taken from their families and forced into this life. It's sad, really. So don't. Don't support it unless unless it's a funny story that you're gonna share with us right now. In which case, please do. No, I don't really have any funny stories no? to share about that. So okay. we're let's let's uh, switch to something else. So oh yeah. Well, I could investigate this further if you'd like, but really, I have no intention of going into the sea underbelly of Washington D.C. to check out the, the human trafficking. Yeah, you, know, although, you need a you need a wingman of some sort to do that with you. You know, you gotta you gotta have somebody with you there to keep you safe and watch your back for unsavory types when you're investigating through a seedy underbelly that is Washington D.C. I don't know if that's such a safe thing though because I'm kind of a martard. So mm-hmm. what's a martard? Oh, you're getting all this new vocabulary that I'm not that I'm not uh, hip to, and it's just throwing me <laughs> off. You. Yeah, who are you? I don't even know well, you anymore. Yeah, I was talking to one of our listeners actually. You know, one of you, someone that you know. This is one of our friends mm-hmm. here, and so he's he's okay. saying that we're kind of mainland retarded. That he's listening to our podcast, and that that was mainland words, retarded. Mainland retarded. So you know, we gonna, don't know shit about the mainland. Exactly and how it operates. You know, because just going outside is an adventure for me. Being in, right. in this crazy cold weather and having to catch trains and things like that—that's it's something really different something really different for me and so mm-hmm. uh that's those are the words that he used he said you guys are so mainland retarded and so we're gonna shorten that so uh hawaii people are martards 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 i like i can dig that martards mm-hmm. 
I am definitely a Mortard because I don't know shit about the mainland. I I just had to ask what the fuck wind chill factor was. <laughs> I don't know anything about the mainland. We don't have trains. We don't have wind chill factor. We don't have daylight savings time. I don't know if we're either behind the curve or in front of it. I can't tell. You tell me. Talkstorypodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up with any comments, questions. You like Scott's hairdo? What's up? Let us know. Speaking of hairdos, I, I got my first haircut. I've been I've been getting my haircut in Hawaii from the, the same stylist mm-hmm. for about 12 years now. And okay. so, you know, every month I go in and get my haircut. It's gotten to the point. I, I love my stylist. I, I don't even say anything. I just sit down. Dude cuts my hair. And it, right, it comes right. out. You, because, yeah, that's the nice thing about, you know, living at home. The guy knows you. He knows how you want your haircut. He knows what to do. You don't have to say shit. It's nice. Yeah, so... So now you've had to adjust and find a new one. How's that working out for you? Well, I was going to go to the barber shop. There's one right by the metro station, which is about two blocks from where I live. It's a five-minute walk. So I thought I'd just go there. My friend, she tells me, no, don't do that. Hang on. No? So, bad yeah. bad neighborhood? Well, it's not that bad haircut. And so this place, oh. I guess she's she's kind of an internet maven. And so she jumps online, look at the places, and she tells me that this place has terrible reviews. And so... I should go okay. to this other place, and so she gives me directions to get there, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm looking at the the Yelp ratings and stuff while I'm I'm on on the metro trying to figure out where the hell this place is. It's at a place called Boston. Um, Boston. Boston. So, you know, I, I I catch the train. I'm on the way to reading these reviews, and apparently, it's it's this place where like they give head massages that's supposed to be stocked with beautiful head Asian massages. Women. Yeah. Which head are we talking about? That's why oh! I mean, you know, I'm kind of, like, uh, apprehensive about this year because, you know, I could be walking into, you know, like a sex den. It's a trap. Basically, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're going to give me, like, a $200 bill and stick their hand down my pants and then charge me for oh that. Oh, my I'm goodness. Gonna, it's know, like the so. fucking... It's like Star Wars, dude. You're you're the calamari. It's a trap. You don't want to go in there. And they're the fucking, you know... The stormtroopers, you gotta watch out because they're gonna fuck you up. Well, you know, but I got there and it ended up, it ended up like all things that are, are advertised as entirely spectacular. This thing ended up being, you know, a, a relatively comfortable experience. So I walk into this place and, you know, first thing I noticed, there are absolutely no female customers in this place. Yet there's there's of a price. Not. Well, it's a barber shop. It's not a salon. So oh, you know, I mean, okay, you can right, kind of understand that. And this place is wall-to-wall Vietnamese barbers. Ooh. Well, I don't know if they're all Vietnamese, but they're, you know, okay. I was looking around, and it's like Asian, Asian, Asian barber women. So it was... It was but, relatively... you, but you could tell that they're Vietnamese. That's, that's one thing about being Asian, isn't it? Being able to identify and separate the different kind of Asian ethnicities. Like, you look at somebody, you're like, oh, that dude's Chinese. Or, you know, that chick's Korean. And it's not because she's eating kimchi. It's just uh, because I'm Asian and I know. Is that do you do you find that to be the case? Like your Asian radar? I'm a little told you that they were Vietnamese. It throws you off being up here on the mainland. This is part of the downside to being a martyr is that nothing is what it seems. You know, and so... right? They're not real Asians. They're fake Asians. They're not real Asians. They're actually Americans that just look like Asians. Well, no, no, no. See, that's that's oh. that may be true in some sense, but walking into this barber shop, 
These were definitely real Asians. You know, they're speaking their own language to each other. It's something that I can't understand. So I I don't know if it was Vietnamese, Thai, or what, but it's definitely Southeast. You don't know the difference between Vietnamese and Thai? Come on. Not really. Come on, that's like... Who do you know that's Vietnamese or Thai? Like, how do you know the difference? Plenty people. Okay, well, maybe I'm just odd. Okay, well, enough of that. So, so what happened with this with the barber there? They're all Asian. They're speaking to themselves. You're intimidated, obviously, and unsure about getting a haircut from these people. I was, yeah, mo- mostly because I'm not sure if I'm going to get a decent haircut. Because walking mm-hmm. into this place, it really felt like walking into a supercuts back in Hawaii. You, know, you never so, know what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. You don't know who you're going to get. You don't know if they're going to do a good job, if they're going to fuck you do up. Yeah, really. So, you know, I sat down and, yeah, I'm I'm Okinawan, so I got really, really thick hair. And so, of course, the sure. first thing they do is they're trying to buzz my hair. This girl went through three buzzers before she found one that was actually strong enough. You broke the buzzers. She's like, oh, no, this one doesn't cut it. Not this one doesn't cut it. Well, I didn't Crazy. break them. My hair clogged it, though. And so, in there, I guess she was making comments to a lady that's across from her. And she's telling her that, you know, my hair is ridiculously hard to cut. You know, so and then, like, like yo, check out this like motherfucker. A, like, this guy's yeah. Asian, but his hair is crazy. Really? Like, they've never seen Asian like me. And so, girl was talking to me and telling me that. You and know, she's like, I, "What kind of Asian are you?" That's strange like, enough. I'm Okinawan, that, and they're like, "Oh." Strangely enough, that was one of the questions that I got, and so they Straight found it. Up, that's great. I had never really thought of us as exotic, but I guess people from Hawaii are. In relation to thinking about sure, what, absolutely, what we the are exotic. Mixes, what the ethnic mix is, and so right, the fact that I'm Okinawan, Japanese, Chinese, and Hawaiian, they just don't know really how to respond and like, to it. What you got yeah. different kinds of Asian in you? Yeah, I think it makes it a little difficult for people to relate sometimes because they expect you to be able to speak, you know, a native language, and I'm fourth mm-hmm. generation, and we forgot how to do that two generations ago. Uh, 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 don't blame it on your generation, you know, just because I'm fourth generation, but I speak, you know, I think it's more a, a matter of if you actually learned it when you're growing up or if you're exposed to it, you know, by that sense. But, yeah, you know, like these other guys, who knows? Those, those barbers, maybe they're fourth generation Vietnamese. Maybe they, you know, they know oh, their shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. I asked. So not this the girl case. told me, yeah, not the case. So this girl told me her history. She came from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. When she was 15 and okay. moved to California, but because of the economy nice. in California is so bad, she had to move. And I guess she had a friend that worked at this barbershop. And so this girl, oh. and, yeah, I'm getting kind of nervous as she's telling me the story. She's like, Oh, yeah, I never really cut hair before I came here. I'm like, Oh, how long ago did you come here? She's like, Oh, right. about five months ago. And I'm like, Oh, hell. Like, Great, I got the fucking rookie. You drew the short straw, my friend. Well, she did a really good job, though, and so when we get to the end of the haircut, uh, she steamed the towel, put it over my eyes, massaged my shoulders for a little bit, and then they lather, like, the back of your head up with, you know, something that feels like like menthol shaving cream, and then she took a straight razor and actually Mm -hmm. cleaned up, cleaned up the edges of of my hair, and then, you know, I told her, Old school. That's how I like it. My barber uses a straight razor. That's the best way to get a shave, really. Yeah, and I gotta say, it was pretty pleasant, so I think, not because they're Asian, but because they do a decent haircut, and this this girl will know how to handle my wire brush hair the next time, mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely thinking that I'm I'm probably gonna go back to that place. Oh, 
it worked. It worked out in your favor then. You went to the Asian barber to get an Asian haircut. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you know, when in doubt, when in doubt, when in doubt, you know, it's like uh, I've been walking around town, and so there's places that specialize in cutting black people's hair. There's, mm-hmm. And you would think that people that are like you that are asian would know how to cut asian hair and so i guess mm-hmm. i guess that really is the case maybe even this girl's a rookie she did a pretty decent job and she so, had an innate instinct on how to cut asian hair because she was asian you know but that's interesting that you see like oh hawaiian you know exotic because when you're when at least when i'm on the mainland you can and you're like you know going to the grocery store and getting food and shit you can spot another Hawaiian person from miles away. You know, be like, I don't know, some kind of like Hawaiian radar. You're like, oh, guys from Hawaii, guarantee. Watch, and you walk up, and he's wearing like a local motion T-shirt or TNC or something. You know, you're like, hey. And then the second you make eye contact, he sees you. He's like, and the recognition is there. You know, that ever happened to you yet? Have you have you come across other Hawaiians? On the mainland. No, not in D.C. I know no? exactly what you're talking about from the West Coast, from Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and places where there are definitely a lot of other local people. But yeah. over here, it's not like that. And so we're, I have... We're a rare creature, indeed. Yeah, definitely. We're like an endangered species. So I, you know, I think I think about uh, Princess Kaiulani and what, what it must mm-hmm. have been like to come to this kind of area and give a talk and you know they culture to, shock yeah yeah they call her barbarian princess because she's dark-skinned and i guess i guess that's that's the way i look to people the asians kind of give me like a wide berth because they don't really know what to make of me because like holy shit he's one of them crazy asians he must be okay now or something look at the crazy look at his eyes he's got them <laughs> crazy eyes yeah, well, <laughs> they give me I a white boy. They're like, "Yo, I don't know what kind of Asian he is, but you best step back, just in case he's one of them crazy Asians." I guess so. I mean, are there crazy Asians? You know, there's like Vietnamese yes. bangers or stuff like that. You know, I heard there's a there there was a problem up here with with that a, a while ago. I don't I don't know how long ago, but I'm de- I don't I don't think I look Vietnamese, and I'm definitely not a gangbanger. You know, so. Well, yeah. You never know, man. You never know. It's just, uh, you know, it's just take advantage, enjoy it. You know, while you got it, because you know, if they're giving you a wide berth, let them give you a wide berth. Use it. Be like, that's right, motherfucker. I am dangerous. Give me more of that sidewalk and watch out, because I will fuck you up. Maybe early not, but I, I look like it because I'm crazy Asian. <laughs> well, I guess so, but at the same time, that means being isolated, and when you're by yourself. Nobody to talk to, really. It would be nice for people to be a little more friendly. And so uh, that was kind of the, the purpose of me going to Urban Outfitters was to mm-hmm. try to find not douchey clothing, really. But I wanted to get some stuff so that I maybe fit in a little bit more. You know, it's it's kind of like being the new kid at school. You don't want to take a little bit of time to try to look at what other people are wearing, how they're behaving, how they're acting. Right, and especially to blend in, in, a in your bit. new environment there. You want to try and blend in, right? You're not mm-hmm. exactly wearing shorts and rubber slippers anymore no so i think it, it may be douche camouflage would be the way to think about this i don't mm-hmm. know maybe i should go get a manicure and get my eyebrows waxed i i can't grow a beard get because... a little mani pedi you know just yeah a little brow wax it's all good you i guess so this shit up. hit it up the next thing you know you might find yourself at urban outfitters again but this time you'll be like buying shit and be like, oh, this is a wonderful spring jacket. I'm all over this. 
Yeah, probably not. Because eventually I have to come home to Hawaii, and I really don't want to get laughed at. Well, that's the thing, because you're not going to be wearing this clothes back home, you know, unless it's really cold for whatever reason, or you got some ridiculous reason to semi-dress up. But at least, you know, it'll you'll blend in there. You know, you get, it's like camouflage for the Hawaiian out there, urban outfitter wear. But, you know, I guess a place to sport all this kind of stuff and, you know, maybe a good place to meet people. I guess D.C. is kind of a healthier city, and so I noticed, I started noticing while I was walking around, there's there's an insane amount of gyms. Gyms? You know, yeah, yeah, gyms, places to work out. You know, they have, like... Okay. Yeah. Do you work out? Are you a gym freak? Mm, I tried to lift weights once, but they're kind of heavy. <laughs> So, so you're not you're not into many gyms. You just there's just a lot of gyms out there. People like to work out in DC. They like to get pumped. Is that what it is? Well, I guess so. It is. It, it's it's a big fitness thing, and I think it has something to do with the reason that there's so many organic uh, supermarkets, things like that over okay. here. But it's just kind of into general fitness, which is interesting considering that this part of the country is actually being hospitalized more often for more severe conditions and that i, I don't think inside of washington dc but in on the in the northeast in general according to the national institutes of health obesity is mm -hmm. actually becoming a much bigger problem so maybe maybe that's why they've got gyms sure. all over the place and i was looking at google maps and what's kind of interesting about this is that Washington DC has the highest concentration of gyms in the area. There's so there's the three states. There's uh, the District of Columbia, there's Virginia, and mm -hmm. there's Maryland near where okay. I'm at. And if you follow the train lines, the gyms are actually the gyms actually trace the train lines and so they follow the train lines. Not so much yeah. when you get into the the eastern part. I don't know. What so people want to get off of the train, they want to get the, get off the metro and go straight to a gym and pump iron i guess so you know then they go home and they eat organic foods and ah. try to be healthy but so what you're saying is that if we open a gym and an organic market we'd be doing pretty well if we were open along one of those metro lines if you did it here maybe, maybe i don't think the same holds true in hawaii but right what's particularly interesting about these gyms is that they've got a much bigger selection you know when we, you're in Hawaii, basically, you have the choice of 24-hour fitness in Hawaii Kai or 24-hour mm -hmm. fitness in town. And mm -hmm. they've got a lot of really different types of types of places here. So there's, you know, local wow. ones where that are not chains. And you have the big chains like 24-hour fitness. Uh, right. Golds. Golds. Valley uh, yeah. Health and Fitness or whatever. I don't even... Alright, so, you, so again, you're bound so. to find some off-the-wall gyms, some little hole-in-the-wall gyms that cater to a more discerning crowd, if you will. Like, I suppose, you, know, you can look at the entrance ways to this, and I guess if, you know, uh, I suppose on my budget I'd be able to afford the one with, like, you know, the 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 junk doors, you know, but the some what of them, doors? The, the junk the junk-looking doors, you know, it'd just be like a plain oh, old like wooden door. Oh, like the scary door. Fight Club-looking gyms. Whoa, something like, like that. fucking places that don't even look like gyms. They look like fucking alleyways and just scary places. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. Turn that's, out to be you know, boxing gyms. 
Yeah, and, you know, with maybe, like, a bike or two in the corner, stationary bike or two in the corner, one punching bag, and, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of grubby people. And you, know, right. you work your way all the way up to these places where I hear they play classical music in the locker rooms, and there's, like, mahogany lockers mm-hmm. instead of the metal ones with the padlocks on them. Right. Yeah, and the, so... The high end of yeah, the gym. Looking at them, you know, it's the ones with the glass walls that are one-way mirrored so they can see out and they feel like, I don't know, maybe mice running on wheels, something like that. I'm not yeah. I'm not entirely sure. But my big question is, if everybody really does work out and eats so much healthier here, why are people getting fatter? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the heavily processed foods. We eat a lot of fast food. We don't exercise enough. I think it, just in general... We're just getting fatter as people, as Americans, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe all of these gyms along the metro lines aren't enough to really combat that. You know, maybe there needs to be a more widespread, more pervasive train of thought as far as nutrition and all that madness. Well, why is it then that Hawaii, where plate lunch is a state food, is so much healthier in general than the places out here that have gyms and organic markets? I would argue because we are more active people as Hawaiians than our counterparts on the mainland. You know, we don't have winners. We can, you know, do our activities year-round pretty much. There's a lot of ocean, a lot of swimming, a lot of hiking. Not necessarily saying that everybody does it, but I would say that more people than aren't are active on some level or another. I would kind of disagree with that, actually, because I'll tell you, since I've been up here, I've walked more than I ever did in Hawaii. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, now that I think about it, well, I don't know. I think a big part of that as well is because I I don't, when I'm traveling, I don't have transportation. You know, I don't have my wheels. I don't have my bike. I can't ride around on my motorcycle. I got to walk. Like when we're in Europe, there's a whole lot of walking. Europe is a whole lot of walking. Mm-hmm. That is awesome walking because it's just so culturally rich. But in either case, I think that's a function of as far as why I do a lot more walking when I'm traveling. It's just because, you know, I don't I don't have a vehicle, pretty much. Well, I guess one of the best benefits of walking, though, is holds true for when I went walking around in Europe and when I walk around over here, is that this is something mm-hmm. that we definitely miss out on in Hawaii. Is there, there's not a whole lot of random beautiful sights yeah then everybody drives everywhere everybody in hawaii has a freaking car we don't mm-hmm. need to mm-hmm. walk shit you know i've got to go five minutes away i'm gonna, I'm gonna take my car of course nobody wants to walk well but i was walking around yesterday with my friend and so we stopped for a cup of coffee she decided to walk down to the harbor because it's kind of pretty down there and there's places to sit mm-hmm. and so walking down there and there's this there's this huge monument with just lights. It's like a 30-foot-tall set of columns with, like, a, a pool and fountains on the bottom with colored, okay. you know, colored lights lighting everything up. It's the middle of the night, and it's absolutely beautiful. And right there on top of it is the American flag. You know, this is Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and so that's, that's like, the symbol. I, I thought, I just looked at that, and... I, you know, reminded me of the fountains that I saw just walking around randomly in Germany or in France. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I think about Hawaii, what is the coolest thing that you would come across randomly? I mean, you know, like our fire hydrants aren't even pretty. So, you know, what I think... Do you, like, as far as a cultural sort of monument? 
Like, as far as what what represents Hawaii the best? Is that what you're asking? Well, no, I'm asking why is it that in Hawaii we have not really felt the need to create random, beautiful, beautiful spots so people can... I mean, we have the natural beauty of our beaches, and I'm not going to lie, that's spectacular. You get some, some great, like, lanika. Yeah, exactly. You know? How are you going to top that? Well, that's... I think that's plenty because there are lots of beautiful places, and... I think it's more necessary to do so in the urban sprawl of a giant city like Washington, D.C., you know, whereas here, there's much less urbanization, you know, we don't have as many sky rises, we don't have as many buildings or homes, period, so there's a lot more space for people to go out and, I don't know, probably enjoy a similar sight or feeling when they're just relaxing. I guess so, but I think that it would be really nice if we could have you know, more statues or things like that or mm -hmm. fountains, just random fountains. You know, there are a few sites that I can think of, maybe the fountain at Kapiolani Park or mm -hmm. some of the statues downtown, maybe near Iolani Palace, things like mm -hmm. that that are just, you know, when you see it, it just makes you want to stop and take in the sights for a minute. But other than that, it's just a lot of houses and a lot of really boring-looking buildings. We don't really have a whole lot of cool-looking buildings and... I'm finding that everywhere in a, everywhere else in the world, except for Hawaii, has really beautiful buildings. Of course, yeah, well, that's what, I guess that's what makes us different. I mean, that we don't have these skyscrapers. You know, do you, uh, do you think that it would make us a better place if we were to emulate these kind of places and have this kind of urbanization and you know, like uh, just building vertically? I think it would it wouldn't be our island anymore. It'd be a different thing entirely. Well, you've seen pictures of the Waikiki skyline from the 1950s and 1960s, sure. right? Sure, yeah, exactly. Right. And, and so we've, really, we've already really lost that. And so if we're turning into places like Washington, D.C. or like San Francisco, I think maybe we should invest some money. I think maybe, I guess what it made me think of is that maybe Hawaii is not putting enough emphasis on arts. I would like to see more arts. Mm-hmm come out of Hawaii and you know more construction of just randomly beautiful things because sure. the talent is definitely there I think right yeah that's a beautiful place you know just the landscapes alone are just breathtaking but I don't know it's uh, it's 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 a matter of opinion I think as far as to say which place is more beautiful you know because it depends what you're looking for granted this is fucking paradise and it costs a lot to live here but I enjoy what we have, and I, for one, think it would be completely different were we to, you know, to change our plans to match that of a city with a much higher population. Because because we have inherently less people, I think our demand is very different. I guess so. I guess that's one way of looking at it. In a way, I guess it makes me, you know, just even talking about it makes me sick for home and the fact that I can't just go sit at the beach and get comforting foods like spam musubis and things that are unidentifiable and unimportant to people that live over here because they have so much more on their minds, I guess. You know, life is mm -hmm. so much bigger. They've got a lot of political concerns. This is an epicenter of activism. And a lot of people mm -hmm. are talking about what's going on in Wisconsin right now, and I I have no idea what's going on with that. Something something about labor unions, and well, basically, what's going on in Wisconsin is that a lot of the Congress people in Wisconsin are the Democrats are fleeing 
because essentially the people over there are trying to dismantle the collective bargaining rights of unions, teachers, dock workers, everybody really, like a lot of unions, you know, and uh, it's gotten to the point so bad where thousands of protesters are coming in, they're flooding the place, and they're like, why are you trying to wreck the middle class of Wisconsin? And it's come to the point where it's so bad that the people that have to vote on these bills have actually physically left, like, the cities and towns and the state. You know, they're leaving just even if they're missing out on other votes so that they don't have to vote on this thing. It's gotten so crazy that it's made national news, and it's, it's embarrassing, really, for the state. Well, a friend of mine works with a political action group, and from what she's telling me, they're actually busing people into this area where, you know, mm-hmm. we've got a winter storm coming in. Wisconsin's a really cold place, and so I, I kind mm-hmm. of worry for the physical safety of these these activists. Maybe they're a little more adapted to these weather conditions than I am, but I still can't help but think that maybe that's kind of a dangerous thing. I, I don't know. I mean, is what, what kind of change do you think this is going to bring to their state if this thing goes through and they do end up killing the unions do end up killing the middle class what do you think I don't know I don't know the details of it and I don't want to get too political on here either but what I do want to talk about is well I don't know did you have something you wanted to say about about Wisconsin particularly not really because I don't really know enough about it so I leave you (laughs) folks to it I hope that I don't know if maybe Egypt has inspired you folks to do this, but if so, more power to you. I'm over here in Washington, D.C., and totally clueless about it, so if anybody at the protest or anybody that knows about this situation is listening, then hit us up at TalkStoryPodcast, one word, at gmail.com. Please let us know what's going on, because honestly, inquiring minds would like to know. Yep, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on iTunes, TalkStoryPodcast. Hit us up. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Are you ready for the game of what if, sir? I think it's a good time for the game of what if. So okay. Game of what if. This is exciting. I, this is my favorite part of the podcast. This is my favorite part, too. I'm going to fuck you up. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to fuck you up. I'm going to take it easy on you this week. You take so it easy on me this week, What I'm going to do, so... Scott, is I'm going to ask you one morally ambiguous question to test your know, moral fabric. Okay. Are you ready, sir? I am ready. Okay. If, Scott, you could arrange a rock concert with any three musicians or bands to play on the same bill, who would you invite? It could be musicians or bands? Musicians or bands. Let's say that they have to be currently playing together and or touring and alive. Currently playing together... So nobody that's nobody that's dead. Yes, yeah, so so. no Jimi Hendrix, Bob Marley, Grateful Dead fantasy reunions. They have to be above ground. Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one because I I think most of the bands I like really I know front people so you know mm-hmm. like Haley Williams from Paramore would be definitely up there on my list. I really like. Her. Uh, yeah. I, no. 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 I hate to break it to you, but Paramore has broken up. Oh damn it. Yes, the two Pharaoh brothers felt that Haley's message 
were anti-Christian and that the band was all about her rather than them as a whole. So they've left and Paramore is sadly no more. So that's kind of funny because I introduced a band called Fireflight to you and you kind of bagged mm-hmm. on them saying that they were a Christian band. Yeah, in this I did a bag on it. I just I noticed. You noticed, but that you immediately dismissed them out of hand. But you're telling me now that Paramore was a Christian band. Is that is that the case? Well, if you read the lyrics, like okay, I guess one site, you know, that the Farrow Brothers used was I can't remember the name of the song, but basically Haley had twisted the lyrics and written it to say, um, "The truth never set me free." Do you know which song I'm talking about? No. I think the name of the song is Careful. I forget if it's on the Riot album, but basically, you know, it's a direct stab at the biblical passage of the truth shall set you free, right? Mm-hmm. And it was that kind of, like, small thing that the the brothers were against because apparently they're, they're very Christian, you know? And uh, it was the message that they wanted to promote in their music, so they felt that it came to such a head that they couldn't play with him anymore. Okay, okay, so I guess we move it on. I don't know. Um, favorite drummers? Three I bands. Re- three bands? Three bands, three musicians, whatever. Same concert. Who would you want to see? I don't know. In terms of drummers, I guess maybe I would go with Adrian Young or Travis Barker, I think. No, 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 not individuals. I'm talking about bands. Like, Adrian is part of No Doubt. Travis okay. Parker, Blink One Eighty Two, but Blink is have now them there. Blink is now defunct and basically not so true. Is... No, 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 no. Blink is back together. Oh, okay, okay. Get your shit straight. Blink <laughs> broke up. The Hoppus and Travis went and made uh, Plus Forty Four. The other dude went and made his uh, fucking U Two wannabe band that sounded pretty funky, and then they came back together now. But what is going on over there with those fucking sirens? I guess somebody's hurt. We've got a lot of emergency vehicles. I'm right next to a main highway over here, and so that's oh. crazy. You can hear that. So people are getting hurt over here constantly. It, you know, DC's kind of, kind of a dangerous city, I guess. It used to be the murder capital of the world, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. not the world, but of the nation at least. Yeah. Previously. Okay. okay so we're gonna go in. We're, I'm gonna go into my my music. My music here on my phone, and we're going to look at this and see what you bands... You didn't even answer the question, motherfucker. Three bands, one show, who? I'm looking for it right now. Why don't you give me a second to think about it? I think I would go with Bayside, but I'd like them to play an acoustic set rather than an electric set. Mm. And I, I would go with Fireflight. I really like Fireflight, even though... Okay. Yeah, they're, they're a two. Christian hard rock band fronted by... It's like a girl-fronted band, kind of in in the style of Paramore, but I think they're sure a, a little more. Well, to the credit, they do sound good. Mm-hmm. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not disparaging Christian rock at all. Mm-hmm. It's just not my thing. Okay, and I guess I don't know. I might go with. That's a hard choice between maybe Regina Spector or um, Amy Winehouse or. Metric, I really like Metric. Dude, Metric's, that's like seven. Who's your, who's your cool. third? Okay. Metric, well, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. Final to choose, answer, motherfucker. What is it? The third one. Okay, so we're gonna go with, we'll go with Fireflight, and oh, the Impossibles are done already. Yeah, that would have been probably one of my first choices there. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um. 
Arcade Fire. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Fire Flight, Arcade Fire, and I want to say I got to go with Metric also. Metric is excellent. So who would okay. you go with? Interesting selection there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, Tool would definitely be in there. I know they just came and played, but they're fucking amazing. One of my favorite bands, so Tool would definitely be up there. One of them. I would also have to say probably Red Hot Chili Peppers. I do enjoy their music okay. and their okay. style. And they've definitely been one of my favorite bands for a while now. And oh, my third choice. Let me see. My third choice would come down probably to some kind of... I don't know. Either Ozo Motley or... Uh, I can't say. Yeah, you know what? Probably Ozo Motley. I want to see. I like, Ozo Motley. So is that, is that your final answer? So we're going to go Final with... answer, Ozo Motley. Boom. Okay. What's Tool, up? Chili Peppers, and Ozo Motley. Kick-ass show. So right, That now. would be a pretty good show. Not quite as eclectic as my selection, but... No, because you're such a, uh, you know... Your well, taste of music a, is very diverse. I'm a I'm a Pandora freak, and so I plug in the name of a band or a song, and <gasps> ooh, bam. ooh, let me make. I want, I'd like to make a shameless plug, if I may. Okay, shameless plug. Shameless plug coming up. GrooveShark.com. If you like Pandora, check out Groove Shark. Groove it's similar Shark. where you can you just punch in one thing, you know, and you're looking for music, and Pandora will make a station and play similar shit. No. Groove Shark will straight up play the fucking song you're looking for. You can make playlists. You can see what other people are listening to. It's very similar. It's kind of a mix between Pandora and Blip FM, but without the dead links. Without the Groove dead Shark links. is pretty solid. Yes, that's the one thing that I, t- I love. Blip FM. My friend turned me on to Blip FM, and I've loved Blip FM. But the thing about it is that the music isn't, you know, it's just a, a link to the music, which often goes missing over time. So what you end up with is there's a playlist of dead links. Whereas Groove Shark, I don't know, I don't know how they do it, but it's fucking awesome. Check it out. Okay. Well, we'd like to hear from our listeners too. So what are you guys listening to? You can hit us up. With your answers, your preferences, or answers to... We also welcome answers to the game of What If. At our email, you can hit us up on Facebook or uh, at Gmail at uh, TalkStoryPodcast at gmail.com. Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. We'll be back in the next with more Tales of Madness for you. In the meantime, keep it cool, folks. Thanks for tuning in.
Let our own 